<clears throat> Hi! Why did you have to do a good throat clear there? Uh, all of a sudden, after our brief, uh, prefrontal cortex conversation, uh, all of a sudden I got like, hmm, a little choked up, and I had to take a little sippy sip and then clear my throat. Um, little sippy sip and clear your throat? Yeah, I, I was waiting for, for you for a change. Uh, oh. And so I just started pouring my beer early. So uh, oh, two or three. Is that that your that's your third one? You just my third saved the, the last one. Yeah, for... I just saved the last one for the effect, the sound effect. I'm I'm all nice. hopped up on adrenaline from watching. Last night, of course, we were working to see Bryce Harper rehabbing with the Iron Pigs. If someone reached out and asked if, hey, is that the game you guys work? And yes, it was. We were doing Bryce Harper's game, and um, tonight we're just at home watching. Because we don't have to work every night, Squeezer. No, um, I, I'm a father. Uh, yeah, you're what well, you you're working. I'm not. Uh, I guess no, I'm I've, I'm fathering my kittens who are around I've like never, I, You know, I never said that, right? <laughs> I I think you said it, but I don't think you meant it. I think you were. No, no. I I I. If you actually ever thought that I would say I am a father, it's. I believe the phrase was. I have two fucking kids. <laughs> Which so. I saw today, the little squeeze out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were fan. They were. I, th- lovely, I think your they? youngest has a big crush on me. Um, I think she thinks she can. If she she knows that if she smiles and waves, uh, she can get something out of you. Oh well. <laughs> uh, join the club. <laughs> How do you think your dad gets everything from me? <laughs> I'm cuter. Charles Cutler says, now I gotta have another beer to listen to you two geniuses. I hope you're being sarcastic about us uh, being geniuses. Well, yes. Well, definitely need to be drinking if you're listening to this. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bryce Harper tonight uh, hit a walk-off in the ninth for the Iron Pigs to win it. I think he's ready to go back to the Phillies. It was pretty, yeah. pretty cool two days in the Lehigh Valley. It was a big stir. It was like a circus atmosphere. Uh, fucking media is painting here. We'll I know, media, like, we yeah. are that, but, like, there's different... Just... We're our broadcast partner, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, we honestly, if he was here or not, I was going to be there. Yeah. Ian, uh, I mean, rarely does something good, but he uh, he did, rolling his eyes at that idiot's question to Harper. Uh-huh. I, what yeah. was it, something like, 12, 10 years ago, all the boos you heard in the, the one game you played here in the minor leagues, did that help prepare you for Philly? <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I, I mean, he should have punched him in the face <laughs> and just said, next question. But then he would have hurt his, his hand. He just had his hand rebuilt. I should have been yeah. there to punch him in the face for him. He should have a face puncher. He should. That deserved a punch in the face. First of all, are you, are you fucking serious, you moron? Like, turn in your, whatever press credentials you have. You, you're done. You I don't, don't think really have to have them. Yeah, he, yeah. Any idiot who writes a blog now could ask dumb questions to Bryce Harper. But the, uh, Ian... Uh, learn from us that you don't hide your disgust when idiots <laughs> yes. ask that question. And he did not hide his disgust, uh, which I guess Bryce caught up on and and, yes. and did a fucking dead Death look stare. right into the camera. Like, Acknowledge. How, how like, about that? Yep. How about that fucking moron? That's what I deal with on a regular... That was almost to say, see that? I deal with that every fucking day. <laughs> fucking moron. Uh, so... Yeah, Bryce Harper. I'm fanboying a little bit. I'm a big fan of his. I've been a fan of his yeah. for a while, and I'm happy he's on. 
my team, and let it be, whether it be the Iron Pigs or the Phillies, Squeezer. Yeah. I, I'm saying yes. My team, we, I, that's the Phillies are the only we, team I'll yes. say we that's... with. Like, I'm a Vikings fan in football, but I'm not like, mm-hmm. we're going to win a Super Bowl. I'm like, the Vikings are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. But the Phillies, I feel like we're part of it. So I say we. Yeah, you could say we. Because then what it does is it gets the people that don't like you saying we get all pissy pants and out of shape. argue. What do you mean we? You're not on a team. Just relax. Listen. Or you just keep goading them and let them. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm a part of that uh, squeezer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you cheer. You know, they, they can't make millions and millions of dollars if we don't go, woo, go sports guy. No, no. No, I'm saying like. There's a certain amount of people who get paid to be there. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, that's the players, yeah, okay. the people selling hot dogs, and us—all yeah. three most important people yeah, there. The, 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 uh, that's true. I'd and say the people that sell beer. But yeah, the people pouring beer, selling beer hot dogs. And, I, I would say the beer and hot dog people are like top tier. Like they're it goes, number one. It goes beer, hot dogs, players, us. Yes. Yes. Like that's the order of importance of that's Because if you if you we. don't have the like, beer and hot dogs. The players get to say we as in talking about the people who sell beer and hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, like if you don't have the beer and hot dogs and you just have the players, then the only other thing you need is us to put it on TV because without the beer and hot dogs there's no, really no out. reason to be yeah. there in person. Yeah. See? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's six degrees of uh, people who sell beer, people who Bryce sell Harper. hot dogs, players, then us um, as the most important people there. So, yeah, I do consider us a we. Oh, OK, I like that. Yeah. Um, do you have any student debt that got uh, dissolved today? Uh, what if I already paid it? Do I get it back? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, then no. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'm so either. proud of myself. I should have just held on. Yeah, right. Uh, just like pay enough so they don't garnish your wages. Yeah. <laughs> the mascot. Yeah, I guess Charles said the mascot. The mascot. Philly fanatic. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, with, he's, with the, the players. Okay, he's, he's he's a player. He's on the. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah, he's that one mascot that doesn't suck. Oh, so, fair. Well, so one he, of two. He, I'm t- I'm talking, you know, major league. Oh, yeah. okay. And they're all in Philly. Yeah, man, yeah, all the best. Mr. Matt can go are... suck it. Fuck Mr. Matt and his baseball head. Yeah. Benny Brewer, hurting fucking people on his slide. <laughs> you see that that uh, TV reporter went down the slide, and broke his ribs in his wrist. No. <laughs> yeah, he came off and he slammed in the wall. Fucking bitch. Yeah, Gritty is the second-ish, is who he's talking about. The second Philly mascot, who's great. But we're diverting here. We're talking hockey and not baseball. I don't I don't know the hierarchy of, of where we are with the team as far as hockey is concerned. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're there, but we don't care. I oh, don't hang care. on. Sorry, I have to watch this uh, guy break himself on a... Okay, he's got the little uh, burlap sack. Oh, oh he's you're going watching the down guy. The slide. <laughs> it's not until he hits he's the wall. Sideways. Man. Oh, he hit the. How? Seriously? Yep. I thought he was gonna like flip out the side and go crashing into the ground. Well, he's a pretty boy from LA. He's there covering the uh, Dodgers, and uh, 
They probably staged the whole thing. It's like, hey, pretend you're hurt and you're going to get views. And you can wear a cast for a while. Yeah, that'll really up your social media cred. Uh, uh, what has happened since last show? She-Hawk, did you watch it? Uh, it was just the first one so far, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you watch the post-credit? Uh, I think so. She pretends to be drunk and gets him to admit that Captain America had yes. sex. And she goes, yes. Captain America, fuck! And it cuts off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sorry, spoilers. Spoil- whoops. Tonight, we finally watched the season finale of season two of Only Murders in the Building. God damn, do I love that show. Nice. So good. Um, uh, someone told me I should watch it. And then when Paul Rudd told me to watch it. Now, well, well so I'm, I'm pissed at you for that. Rudd. I didn't really know anything. <laughs> and I looked it up and it was a spoiler for tonight's that, that, that night episode. Sorry, it was all over the goddamn internet. I was avoiding it. Oh. Thank God no one's watching Paper Girls because that's like my favorite fucking show right now. And uh, no one's I watching it. So Google Paper Girls spoilers. Well, all eight episodes came out at once. So really, oh. it doesn't matter. But um, that show is so goddamn good. It's so good. Brian K. Vaughn did the book. He did Why the Last Man, Ex Machina, Saga. Uh, and uh, his latest book, obviously, is Paper Girls. And it's a fucking fantastic series. Uh, eight episodes on Amazon. I believe they're going multiple seasons. Not, it's not like a, a miniseries, so... Uh, really, uh, about five or six episodes in, loving every fucking second of it. It's so well done, so gripping, so well casted. My fucking god! Like you look at the comic book cover and the main characters, you're like, oh damn, did they hmm. cat? Did they draw the characters? <laughs> like it's that good. The, like the nice. the actors, it is really good. Uh, I don't know what else we're watching. Uh, hacks, but we haven't gotten back to that in a while. Um, and the old man we're watching too. That's really good on Hulu and FX with Jeff Bridges. I get a show with Jeff Bridges killing people, not be good, huh? Um, yeah. Oh, wait, which one's that? The old man squeezer. Oh, yes. Sorry. I was trying. I was trying to. Sorry, I was trying to pull something else up, and I can't hear things when I click. It's very loud. You're like, hmm, paper girls. What is this? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's for later. I haven't talked about it on the show yet, so you're excused. No, I'm probably not going to get to it. No, I know. I know. I know. It's too much out there. Too much out there. But it, this is for the people who listen, Squeezer, to listen to it. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um. You watched one show we did watch, and I fell asleep for uh, the oh, the Dragon House show, or uh, yeah, the drag. We'll call it the Dragon House show. The House of the House of the Dead Dragon. Yes. Yeah, we we'll call it that. <laughs> the yeah. game of uh, Dragon Houses. What is it? Uh, the House of the House of the Dragon. Wait. Uh, now you got me all. Enter the Dragon House. House of the Dragon. Yes. House of the Dragon. Yeah, and Game of Thrones. Now, I am in the minority here uh, mm-hmm. because yeah, it because said a everyone str- loves it. It set a streaming record. Yes, uh, for and that didn't even count me because I didn't even watch it and get to it until Tuesday night. So, 
We didn't stream it. We actually watched it on HBO. Oh, nice. Thank you for uh, helping the cause. Yeah, we got uh, Batman. The Batman was on before it, so it wasn't hard to, ah. to watch. Um, oh, that's a good lead-in. Yeah, good, so, good on HBO. That's smart. Yeah. And um, so she, she turned it on, and I heard a bunch of British people talking, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I had a few beers during the day. We were at my brother's drinking outside. Oh, okay. Day drinking. Yeah. Uh, but I did. We saw Bullet Train the night before in the theater. Is it as bad as everyone says it is? Yeah, it's fucking bad. Oh. <laughs> it's too fucking long and too boring. It could have been like an episode of Black Mirror in 45 oh. minutes. How's it boring? Instead, because it's, uh, trust me. Oh, okay. I fell asleep, I think. Enchantress counted four times. I was like, I'm up, I'm up. And I don't normally fall asleep during movies. But this one was not good. Wow. And I was just at the I was up for like the last hour and I'm like, oh my god, is this gonna end? For fuck's sake. <laughs> uh is it like all the action sequences that you see are in the trailer and everything else is just chatty chatty chat chat or uh yeah the best parts are all in the trailer for sure okay yeah gotcha and it's the dumbest story in the planet <laughs> like it's really stupid <laughs> like you have no it doesn't make you care about a single character at all and oh. um i don't know enchantress did like it so she she sometimes well most of the time has better taste than me so don't take my word for it she liked it but i didn't i'm just uh, I was just going off all the hate. We left. I mean, it's the internet, so we left. Yeah, so I don't take that for uh, what it says either. Like, if I don't give a flying fuck what the internet says, but it they were right on this one. I, we leaving. I go. What happened? to fucking like hour and twenty minute movies. Like, what? That was so fucking long. Uh, no one knows how to edit anymore. All right, I just know. like leave everything in. Like they're they're so fucking precious. I guess it's like. In the age of streaming, you can leave everything in. But, like, if it's not yeah. good, then cut it the fuck out. Yeah. And there's some movies that need to be, like, yeah, you're going to have your grand sweeping epics. And those right, are like, allowed to be like, long as hell. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that Quentin left, that was three plus hours. But every second of that movie, you are invested. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not a single second of this movie was I invested. <laughs> Like I don't know, I, I, Brad. And, and uh, speaking of those two Brad Pitt pictures, and he probably says a fraction. He probably says a third of the dialogue in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as he does in this movie. Oh. The character was just so bad. It was just, it was very stupid. I'm sorry if any, anyone liked it. I did not. Um, but yeah, uh, we we saw that. We saw. We want the dragon show. Um. You you should. Uh, I'll get you. I I have the it on Audible, the actual book. And it, like I said, it it's not like a novel. It reads more like a history book. Oh wow! Twice. Really? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Man, that's that yeah. sounds like something I'd really be interested. Yeah, it's in. only it's only seven hundred and thirty six pages of fictional history. Wait, so it's a real book? I thought this yes. was all something they're going on their own on. No, no, this is, so, because it's written like a history book, it's basically an outline, so all the, all your dialogue and interactions, for the most part, are 
they wrote it for the show, but they have what benefits this versus so the it's first. Like, it's like a show series. Bible. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the Bible is written. Yeah. You know, it, it's done. And uh, like there's an in, there's an out, and there's actually in this. This is actually the show is only going to be the middle chunk and the, towards the back end of the book. So there's actually a whole you could have had an entire series leading up to where the show begins. I'm sure they'll come out with it there. next. And then stuff after. And then on the second by end of next week we'll have the new Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. That does not look promising, I'm sorry. I didn't watch the trailer I, yet, but I was excited when they announced it, but it looks like it's all over the place like they got way I too wasn't, many characters and, I said this, and the CGI is painful looking. I said this on the show. We already have a good Lord of the Rings. What do we need another one for? Um I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And and the thing is like the people are in love with those characters and yeah, you're going to have people that are going to go you know back to this, but you're going to have a lot of people expecting Frodo. I like live yet. Miss Marvel, I liked She-Hulk, Hulk. I got, mm-hmm. I, it sounds like I say She-Hulk. It's She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yeah. I like She-Hulk. She-Hulk. I like the Marvel shows. But yeah. it was so refreshing watching not only Stranger Things Season 4, but also Paper Girls, where it's like whole new IP <laughs> given, mm. you know, given a life on television. And even, um, even the old man, it's just nice to watch something... I don't know, new and uh, not. I got to uh, get back in. I started um, Outer Range. Outer Range. I think range. it's on Amazon. It's uh, fucking Thanos is uh, in it. It's like a modern. Josh Western Brolin? Sci- yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's like a modern. Uh, Whoa, Henny. Scythe. Huge fan oh, of the pod. Glad to catch one live. We aren't talking uh, about anything like, that matters yet, so cowboy show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's uh no. Oh, did you see I'm I'm excited for it. it's gonna be at least another year yet, but because uh, then I'll obsess over this, but there were leaks of behind the scenes stuff for the Fallout series that's coming out next year. Oh, they're doing a show on for Amazon. That, sh- that? Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Nolan's uh showrunner on it. Really? Chris Nolan's Which brother. makes me uh, excited and nervous because he and uh uh, uh, ah, oh, what the hell is that? Can't hear you. Lost my headset. Oh, sorry, you still there? Did you fall out of box. a chair? I'm still here. We're alive. Okay. People are like, oh, I finally got a live show, and these fucking headset fell off. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, I gotta get my other mom. Grown men fall. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Izzy, get my muff for me. Ah, yeah, he blames the cat. Right, he's like seven God beers in already, folks. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I lost my muffs. So I bought I bought new muffs for my Bose headset like a year ah. ago, and I can't clip them in right, so I just kind of have them like pressured on there. So my I like lean my head back, and I don't have my hat on, so my hair just like flew my headset off, and both the muffs went flying. Ah, sorry and scared about the hell out of the kitty cat. Yeah, a little Izzy got scared. I got Aww. scared. Um, we're okay. Mass though. hysteria. Mass hysteria. Um, but yeah, uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy are showrunners, which makes me excited and a little nervous because they're 
the same people that are doing Westworld, which yeah. I love. But Wait, John, I admit there's some Chris Nolan's brothers doing Westworld. Yeah, yeah, these show. They're it's their show. They developed the whole thing. Um, I'm just hoping they got a lot more. Like, so Westworld is ba- it's they're on their fourth season based off of a movie from the '70s that was like 87 minutes. You know. Written by Michael Crane. Squeezer, I Written have to ask Michael you Crane. the most important question. No one cares about Westworld. No one cares about any of the shows we watch. We but care Walt, Walton Goggins in it. We care about one thing, Squeezer. What? I read a headline that Disney Plus is releasing a banned Bluey episode about farting. <gasps> For reals? Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. I, I still... I never watched the season three like five times over. I never heard of Bluey till you were very excited over Music Fest when the season dropped. It is. Why is it? Are they they talking Australian on the show? Okay, family meeting will roll out on U.S. platforms soon. A Disney spokesman said in a statement to Pirates and Princesses. Some of the Bluey content did not meet Disney Junior broadcast oh, uh, okay. standards and practices at the time the series was acquired. Now that it's rolling out on other platforms, it's a great opportunity to reevaluate, which we plan to do. Per the episode's description, after Bandit is accusing of passing wind in Bluey's face, your honor, Chili, calls a family meeting where he is put on trial. There is discussion of his meal, sauerkraut, prior to his alleged fluffy as a judge hears both sides. <laughs> I'm hooked. I'm going to watch this. It's the, it's it's one of the best shows on TV. I, I think it's fantastic. They're only seven minutes each. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah, great. It's a kid's show, but it's fucking... And they, some of them got some real feels to it. Are they all, they all speak Australian? Uh, Yeah, my kid starts picking up the accent, and they start calling shit, like, whatever they call annoying. it in Australia. Uh, you gotta take the didgeridoo. It's gonna start. Hey, Dad, where's your didgeridoo? Yeah, it's uh. I seen you play knifey spoony before. <laughs> oh, it's a good. It's a fucking great show. So we'll see if this one. Cartoons, Bad Daddy on. Oh, it's on Vimeo. So I'm guessing because it's in Australia. Mm. So someone ripped it. I'll have to watch that then when we get off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they released the first half of season three, okay. and then the other half. Uh, oh my god! Come out a little fucking later. Fucking exciting! This fucking show's so good. So uh, before we start, you you said you were about to get the pull Shark Week. Now what did you got? There's no way you watched Shark Week in '88. No, but. There was a lot. Eighty-eight was tough for me. Like I, I yeah, you were don't five. Don't retain memories like you do, and also I was five, so I had to pick things that just happened in eighty-eight that I eventually became fond of. Yeah, I mean, if we do the earlier years, that's obviously what's going to happen. But yeah. I still haven't watched a second of Shark Week ever in my life. Yeah, so I don't watch. Yeah, fucking it was Discovery. Everything I see is like eighty-eight, eighty-eight, and then on their official site, it's like eighty-seven. I'm like, well, which one is it? So I actually pull up Shark Week from 88, and I'm watching it, and I get to a commercial break, and they they come up with a, uh, a, a bumper, and they're like, it's Shark Week 2! I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess it was 87. Wikipedia can go F itself. There you go. So, 
But and they were doing the exact same shit that they do every year, make the shark suit and all that stuff. The only difference is it was educational, whereas now it's like, ah, sharks are crazy, and they have like the guys from West Coast uh, or Orange County Choppers or whatever the hell it is talking about sharks and the rock mm. on it now this year. Mm. Yeah, I want monotone British people explaining animals to me. That mm-hmm. I find entertaining. People related to John Hammond. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. All right. Uh, well, we can start the show. You go first oh. this week. All right. So, uh, yeah, so my first pick I did not see in nineteen. Uh, I would hope not, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, one of my picks, you'll be like, I hope you didn't see this in 1988. I oh, what you said, well, I keep laughing at what you did. said to me earlier. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm telling that story later. Yeah. Uh, here we go. But if you're captured, we'll deny any participation or even knowledge of your existence. Sounds familiar. The first time was for himself. The second time was for his country. This time... Is to save his friend. You both will die. For what? Because you do it for me. Stallone is back in Rambo 3. Who are you? The worst nightmare. Rated R. You drew first blood. <laughs> uh, Rambo 3 is kind of where. At, so what, first blood... at what point did they start making toys? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I meant to actually look that up because I think it was after the second one. Right? When was the first? Uh, the uh, was it Operation Liberty? The Force of Freedom, or Champion of 1986. 86. Was the cartoon was 86? Where did I derail? Okay. You? So yeah, the cartoon was eighty six, and that was after First Blood Part Two, mm-hmm. um, which was still it, it was starting to stray. You could see where they're going with it. It's like okay, the first one was a, a very uh, it was a great movie about mental illness and you know the downtrodden soldier and right. you know then it became well let's take this guy and have him you know actually kill some people now. Uh, so let's send them back, and we'll talk about the horrors of Vietnam. Rambo three, they're like, uh, let's go, uh, let's go kill some Russians because the Cold War was still going on at the time. They were the go-to big bads. Um, so they send Rambo to Afghanistan because at the time Russia was invading Afghanistan. Very much uh, a plot point in the old man's squeezer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It, does it take place back then, or is like the history of... No, Africa? the flashbacks are there. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Rambo is good friends with a group of people like the uh, Mujahideen, um, who might not be on best terms with us now. Um, but hey, they were fighting the Russians, so we gave them a bunch of missiles, and it worked out. What they really needed was Rambo, and when we gave them Rambo, uh, he ended up taking on uh, a helicopter with a tank and impaled said helicopter 
with the tank exploding it into pieces and uh, uh, awesomeness ensued, if they say. Uh, there's also lots of shots of Rambo riding a horse shirtless with a bandana on because um, why wouldn't you? Uh, there's a whole, I forgot what the, Bizaki, the, the game where they like drag the goat around. It's like, uh, like Polo, but with a dead goat. Hmm. Um, there's basically an entire game of that. Uh, it's very popular in the, in, uh, Central Asia, I guess, and like the steppes and stuff. Um, but Rambo has to go and save his friend, uh, Colonel Troutman this time. And instead of taking on a, a police force, uh, a small sheriff's office, or taking on uh, a company of uh, Vietnamese in uh, a prison camp, he is now taking on an entire Russian division. Uh, and it's personal, too. Like, they, they know that it's Rambo and Troutman, and it's, you know, basically uh, a proxy war with one man. Uh, at the time, in 88, it was the most expensive movie ever made at $63 million. Uh, most of that, most of that went, went to, to Sylvester off. Stallone. Oh. What's that? I thought it was paying off Afghanis not to kill uh, oh. crew members. Oh, maybe. Uh, no, as long as they were American at the time and not... Uh, Where'd they shoot it? Not Russian. I was, I was looking for that. I couldn't find uh, exactly where they shot. Uh, where are we at? We're at your part of the podcast where you talk yep. about Rambo 3. Where are we at? Where are we at? We're looking for... Um, yeah, so he he got paid a fortune. He got $12 million alone as part of a Gulfstream jet that he requested as part of his payment. Yeah. Um, other little fun little tidbits. I'm not going to go through all this stuff, but the horse was the same horse from uh, Last Crusade. Uh, which makes sense because that was also 89, so that horse would have been working quite... You know, horses have a, a working life span, so much so like they you know, filmed, between 87, 88, 89. They filmed 18 locations, Squeezer. Oh, that's a lot. Chiang Mai, Thailand was the Buddhist monastery. Yeah, that's where uh, the, he starts off. Uh, so it was in Bangkok, Thailand too. Fort Yuma, Indiana, Indian Reservation was the final scenes in Yuma, Arizona. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, you got. Oh, and they shot in Israel too. I yes, think. Yes, uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Yes. Wow, that seems like a lot of unnecessary locations. Most of most of it was shot in Israel and Arizona. Huh. Um, it's a, uh, it's a little violent. For a Rambo movie, I mean, now like the gold standard Rambo movies are like horrific. Um. But th this is where it stepped up. This is where it became almost more parody of itself with, like, the ridiculousness of it and the kills and the over-the-top. Um, let me pull up the tally. Um, this is my favorite article ever uh, ever conceived. So, in uh, First Blood Part 1, uh, there are a number of bad guys killed by... Okay. Uh, he kills one guy. In First Blood. And it's when he uh, the guy falls out of the helicopter. In 2, uh, he kills 58 people. Uh, 12 of those uh, with his shirt on. 46 with his shirt off. 
in part three, he kills only 78 people. But it's starting to climb steadily. This one is more even. He actually wears a shirt a little more often in this. He kills 33 people with a shirt on. One less, only 45 people with his shirt off. Uh, and then it's funny, Rambo uh, 4 that came out, what was that? So 20 years later, that came out in 2008. Uh, zero kills with his shirt off. 83 kills, though. With his shirt on, because he was in Sly is still looking good, but not maybe he wasn't uh, too confident about taking his shirt off anymore. Still lethal though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it gets um, it definitely a little over the top, and uh, number of people killed minute point until the end of the film, not including. There's a bunch. Of, I love the stats on this. Number of people killed per minute. So 1.3 people are killed every minute in the film. So if you broke it down, more people are killed than there are minutes in the film. Uh, Rambo 4 is actually 2.5 to 1. And I, they made another one yet, right? I think that's even worse. I don't know. You're the Rambo expert. Uh, I'm no Rambo expert. I'm just rattling stuff off that I see on the internet. Hmm. Uh Went then through you know uh, it's true. at least two directors two and directors. Like four different... What's that? I'm just repeating your stats. Continue. Oh. Two directors. Uh, and I think four cinematographers. Four cinematographers. What? I, I'm... Five I star read it man. and I memorized <laughs> it, and now I'm trying to recite it back so it's not like I'm just reading it. Six locations. <laughs> Five uh, line producers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. So, uh, yeah, even uh, one of the, uh, I think the one DP then got moved to an assistant director. And the guy that ended up directing it was Peter McDonald, who, uh, let's see, he was a camera op on Batman in 89. So, oh, wow. So, yeah, he, how did that? Oh yeah, I guess so. Squeezer, he, he directed figuring Rambo out Rambo three live <laughs> on the air. <laughs> You're like talking yourself uh, through it. An... You're like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what? Do you have a chalkboard there that you're writing this all down on, taking your notes? <laughs> if he was a cameraman on Batman, then how did he? <laughs> wait, but wait. Meanwhile, they're like, okay, did you see it? Did you like it? <laughs> I did like it. Uh, he also did an episode mm. of Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Mm. Good to know. Any more tips? No. Or hints. But that I, I was five and did not see Rambo 3 when it came out. But I eventually did see it and, uh, of course, loved it. I'm sure I saw it like on TV first and then I eventually saw the... Rented it from... Uh, the old local blockbuster. The old saw it. No, it's good local gloriness. blockbuster. And uh, we move on to my first pick. I don't have a lot of, uh, like I didn't, uh, I'm talking about swing sets, to not to bury the lead, but I don't have oh. the manufacturing dates. <laughs> <laughs> materials you know, you know, Do you have, but do you have the kill counts between wood, aluminum, and plastic? I do. Oh. It's my four favorite days of the year. It's Rhino Kitty City's four-day store-wide sale now through Wednesday. Save big on all your favorite bikes and scooters, board games, 
dolls, electronic talking dolls, video systems and games, race and train sets, radio control cars, action figures and vehicles, preschool toys and building sets. So hurry in now through Wednesday to Lido Kitty City's four-day store-wide sale. Time flies when you're saving money. Lido Kitty City, Oh, uh, so Lionel Kitty City is where we got our second swing set, and it was this summer. Chris and I got it as a joint birthday present. Oh. So I'll talk about it later in the year that um, we had, uh, it was the one and only time of our lives we had birthday parties where we invited friends. Uh, and we'll get to that later. But then they had like a joint party with family when my cousins were in town, and they had this. So my dad would like dig holes and have us help him. Like he'd get bags of cement and mix it up and he'd pour the concrete in there. And, um, you know, he'd plant the aluminum struts in there. Uh, but eventually all that did was once you start like swinging, it just pulls up giant concrete block out of the <laughs> ground and gives it more centrifugal force as you land. <laughs> you know, those clacker balls people put on their desk. Yeah, that's what you become on the swing, and you're going back and forth and lifting the swing out of the ground. And instead of just using, you know, the aluminum strut to go back and down, you're pulling this, you know, forty pound concrete block up and down, and <laughs> and and the vibration shock eventually shatters all the plastic that's connected to the aluminum, and shortens the shelf life of these death traps, uh, which consisted of an aluminum slide that got about four hundred and ten degrees uh, on any given summer day. A two swings, a hanging trapeze bar, and a teeter totter. Uh, the teeter totter with like the scissoring action in the middle that can. Oh, scissor me, Zarfes. No, it was it was like the teeter totter was like a swing with this. You sit like facing each other on like two yeah. white pieces of plastic. Yeah, and you go up and that and that and like zigzags back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, but the way it was like geared because it was two pieces in there created if you went far enough it would make like a crimping like crush your hand kind of i think so yeah the things were death traps for sure i believe i I can't remember if this one had monkey bars or not we had so many incarnations like one of them had like a like a long like a long swing on it like a a porch swing on it Uh, that's fun yeah my brother liked that one um you know, we never had any like treated wood ones that the fancy kids have now. They were all aluminum. <laughs> oh, our uh, we had a we eventually had a wood one. Uh, we never when got we got that older. Far. It was, it it was, was one of those like it, was, it wasn't really a fancy. It was one of, like the tree fort one. We added on stuff hmm. like no matter how you shook it, uh, the ground underneath the two swings eventually wore out the grass and turned it in dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know. Jumping off the swings was always a number one uh, fun thing, but just I just always remember like pouring the concrete, and then you you write your names in the concrete, and then the concrete eventually lifts out of the ground and just slams back in as you <laughs> as you swing. You like you go up and you go back, and as you come up forward, it goes douche, you know, and it shakes, and uh, you know eventually. I don't know. Those things were uh, I love the swing sets. They were so much fun, but you know. And eventually use it for not its intended use, like cr- crossing it like an obstacle course from one oh, end to the well, other. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And the trapeze yeah. bar and, you know, all that stuff. My dad, I, I think it was like a year or two after this, he would go, him and my uncles would go on to build us our playhouse and never finish it. 
<laughs> but that was always fun. And then we got other swing sets, but I just remember got getting one the summer of ADA for our joint birthdays. Um, and those aluminum swing sets, they were, they were something else, man. I don't even know who made them, but you, you could only oh, buy Oh, it. you would take the, did you ever take the wax paper on the, uh, on the slide? We never took the wax paper on the slide. Like, I don't know what it was. My mom never really had wax paper or parchment paper in the house. Uh, we don't anymore here, and I actually need some. Oh, we always, I have parchment paper. I use it all the time. Yeah. Well, it's good for when you're hot gluing stuff. Or like with epoxy, too. And, you know, cooking. <laughs> ah. Well, you don't need to just throw it on the grill. 80s swing sets. Look at images here. Yeah, they're all pretty much sliding board. There's the, that, the, the, the teeter totter. There's the whole gimmick where it's like two porch swings facing each other. With like a footrest in the middle, and then the teeter totter at the end, mm-hmm. the two swings. But that's not what we had. All right, uh, it wasn't the one. There's some with a pony on it. We never had that fucking pony. Uh, we had like more of the trapeze bar and the slide, the swings. And we think we might add this sitting gimmick. I don't know. I just love that you got yours at Kitty City too. Yeah, where else are you going to get your fucking swing set from? That's true, yeah. yeah. Yes, Toys R Us sold them too, but we didn't get any big ticket items. We, until until uh, Kitty City shut down, we didn't go to Toys R Us. Because Toys R Us was always the expensive toy store. Because Kitty City was known as liquidation, like KB later became. Mm-hmm. But it, it, KB didn't become liquidators till like the 90s. Kitty City was the original toy liquidators. Like They always had like overstock and liquidation. Uh, so you went to Kitty City, obviously. Of course, you yeah. could have got that cool Return of the Jedi backyard playset, the Scout Walker Command Tower with speeder bike ride. Mm-hmm. Fucking thing looks so cool. Of course, we never had it. It was made by Jim Dandy. Only rich assholes probably had, like, like fucking uh, Evan Goldberg, probably, or whatever his name is. The guy who made the Goldbergs probably had this. <laughs> Um, but we didn't. We didn't have it. Um, swing sets, yes. Yeah. Big part of growing up in the 80s and 90s. Squeezer, your next pick. Come on in, Ren. The water's fine. I don't know. What if someone sees me? We're in the middle of nowhere. Who's gonna see you? Hmm. Well, that water does look pretty inviting. Ah, uh, I'm not necessarily talking about skinny dipping when I'm five years old. <laughs> um, although I did, I was debating. The whole clip is like three minutes long. I wanted to leave the whole thing in. Uh, hey, Ma! Yeah, I wanted to hear more. Ah. Uh, you can go on YouTube and just Google Ren and Stimpy skinny dipping. Hey, Ren. Come on in. I can't do uh, it. Him zippering his, his fur off. Yeah. Stimpy. And he, had, he has tiny whiteies underneath me? it. Yeah, I know. That was the best part. Uh, I, I, I made a pledge there to myself. No, nothing funnier than tidy whiteies, right? Mm-mm. There's yeah, no funnier whiteys. gimmick in clothing than tidy whiteies. No. Gets no. a laugh every time. Whether it be in cartoons or live action, 
tidy whities are the funniest. Yeah. Especially in cartoon. It, it just because it's a it's something absurd other than maybe like the pants with the flap down uh on the back um not as much tidy whities are always funnier okay they're always funny so who wears tidy whities um, well unless like you're the guy on the package do they still that, sell like, them yeah do people wear yeah, them yeah i shame i i i got the uh, underwear shamed the other day when i was just walking by and i see some guy with like a 12 pack and a pair of tidy whities in a plastic bag i'm like all right, I'm going to go get my uh, cottony boxer briefs that hide the hurt and are comfortable. Survey finds the most popular underwear for men is tidy whitey. Ne- nearly Still? six, Nearly six out of ten women and more than four out of ten men said they prefer tidy whiteys. So women want their men in tidy whiteys. Uh, that was from 2021. That's, I find that hard to believe. Are tidy whiteys making a comeback? <laughs> You know what? I have I haven't probably worn them in twenty years, but uh, no way I can't do it. No. Do I? On the do I dude, dare go I, and just get a pair just to walk around one day? I I can't imagine the. On um on dudewipes dot com the dude products their blog the dude blog there's are guys really still wearing tidy whities and yeah. Interesting. That really is actually interesting. I, I find that. <laughs> I'll, I'll go get Okay, it. so here's, swing, here's different. I'll Target tomorrow. In 2016, Ask Men partnered with HuffPost to discover what type of underwear guys prefer. 58% wear boxer briefs. 18% wear boxer shorts. 16% wear colorful briefs or bikini briefs. 6% Wear tidy whities and two percent wear thongs. <laughs> so that makes more sense. Someone doesn't walk a lot during the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a nine pack of tagless Hanes will only run you fifteen ninety nine. So I guess they're cheap. Yeah. That's like one pair of my underwear. The, the thing is, like, I, I have to get like the reinforced uh, <laughs> uh, waistband. <laughs> I, so for some reason, I get a lot of wear and tear where like the elastic starts working through. The tidy whities like the elastic just starts breaking down right away. <laughs> they sell reinforced waistbands. Uh, it's the you got to get the ones with like the cottony kind of. Like it's like an extra cottony kind of thing, so it's nice and soft. And I usually, I mean, I guess we kind of devolved into talking about our underwear preferences here on the show, sure. which is weird. Uh, so I no, wore the, it- the trunks, which are the the the, the boxer briefs from American Eagle, but they're kind of like phasing them out. So I've I've got two new uh, three. I tried to brand Tommy John. I got a brand uh, Roosevelt to make the fun shirts I wear. You know the button downs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have they have some I got some Spider Man from them coming, and MeUndies has a, a trunks, too. Um, I got them. Com- I got a, a Stranger Things pair coming from them. I'm gonna try them all out and see if I can't find a new underwear provider. And this is new, so I am in the market for a new underwear, same exact style as I have from American Eagle, which I've been wearing for probably 20 years. But they're, I guess they're phasing that style out, and kids, the, the young kids don't wear them, so. 
Fuck us old people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in between. Like, my, they're not so much boxer breed. Like, they're not like traditional boxer. Mine are just on the looser side. Okay. Mine are, so mine are uh, like uh, boxer briefs. They're just oh, yeah. not as long. They don't go down to my fucking ankles. Yeah. Like oh, so they're not, they're not like the snuggly wuggly kind. No, they're snug-ish. They're, okay, they are snug. Yeah. Okay. But they're not long. Like they're like just they're three inch inseam. I got you. Okay. So picture that, everybody. I guess I would probably qualify more as a boxer then. In my undies. Yeah, you you have the dress sock method, as Jake calls it. (laughs) Yes. You match your boxers to your t-shirt so that when you're bending over, it's just one seamless. Yeah. Well, you don't know that I'm just not you know wearing a leotard underneath. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Like the penguin in Batman Returns. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I change it up sometimes. Sometimes I I go with like the the one arm singlet, like uh, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's pretty cool. I'd like to see you in that with some black lace up boots. That'd be a good look. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, all right. So what were we talking underwear? Was that oh, big? No, we were talking about the when I was five years old. I got my swim lessons. Oh. And uh, th- so. We were at the Jefferson Street Playground Pool, uh, which was the closest to our house, even though that wasn't necessarily our go-to. Uh, it, it was a bigger one. It was always crowded. Uh, they got rid of the diving boards because kids would fight over them, and they were also starting to break. And the snack bar wasn't nearly as good. Um, what was your go-to at the snack bar? Uh, at the pool? Yeah. Uh, nachos with the cheese and Swedish fish. Okay. Yeah. And you have to make sure you got those nice chlorinated hands because you got to blend the, the chlorine smell in with the nacho cheese and the Swedish fish. Oh, and you would go for uh, a double popsicle at some point just so you can make a little switchblade out of it. But it was strictly for the wooden sticks. You didn't really care mm. about the popsicle. My, uh, my youth was never anything savory. I would never go for nachos or a hot dog or burger. It was always like, hmm, I have $3.00. Can I get sixty tongue splashers? Like, mm. Can I get a hundred and ten pieces of bazooka? You know, I was going for a bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. No, see, I was a, a quality over quantity. Like, I would if I had like my three bucks, like, or if it wasn't nachos or I wanted ice cream, I would go with the uh, like the chip witch. No, uh, I always went for or something like that. Like, what can I buy that really fill my satchel here? Like, can I get oh, like a okay. hundred jawbreakers? You know, mix it in mm. some blow pops for 15 cents. You know, those tongue splashers that came in the paint can that made your tongue turn color. It's good nice. gumballs. Uh, the uh, um, tear jerker, sour gumballs. All the gimmicks I want. I was a gimmick. You know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Was? Yeah, I still love the gimmicks. <laughs> big League Chew, another big one. Yeah. Snack bar. As much as you can get with that three bucks, you get one item or you get fucking 40 items like what were you gonna go 40 yeah but like back in my day like i meant you could get like nachos for like a buck 50 yeah i mean depending on where you are you still can but i don't know how good Uh, they'll be good point and maybe you shouldn't you used to be able to get like a piece of bazooka for five cents and they had like normally three flavors it was grape cherry and regular but sometimes Mm -hmm. they'd have like the strawberry and the apple but it's usually the grape cherry and the regular and i just get as many as i fucking could and just that's like and each piece had a comic in it, so yeah. 
It's like you're paying for the comic and you get free gum. Right. All right, I'm sorry. You swim lessons. Oh. Um, But also, uh, what was I? Oh, yeah. I I was going to say now, a lot of those places now, it's not even like per, you pay by the pound now. So you would probably do well because you're going with uh, a lot of lightweight items. You get more bang for your buck. At that, like me, I'm like, oh, I, if I'm paying per pound for a chip witch or nachos, you know, not that I'm saying the candy stores sell nachos. They should. You get those um, little candy nachos. No, you get those Eucharist wafers, like alien ships that have the sprinkles in the middle mm-hmm. that weigh almost nothing. Like, oh, yeah. Every candy's $5 per pound. Give me fucking four billion of those little <laughs> wafer saucers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like a communion wafer with a candy inside. Like the two communion wafers, like like billowed out and stuck together with like sprinkles inside. Yeah, yeah, like a, it's like a packing peanut. Yeah, um, <laughs> like w- without that candy inside, it has the same texture and flavor as a packing peanut. Yes, They're it might good, even though. be the same material as a packing peanut. Yes, saucer. Hi, kale. Oh, kale. Yeah. Saucer, saucer wafer. Yes, saucer wafers. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you walk out with the whole fucking truckload of those if they're per pound, you know what I mean? How I'm curious now. Saucer wafers. Yeah, they still wait. sell them. Satellite wafers. A bag, a 12-count bag is thirty nine ninety nine. What? Uh, let me a box see of 240 on old-time candy is nineteen ninety nine. What was that number for? 240. 300 are $22 on Amazon. 300 wafers. Uh, one container. That's eight cents a piece. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out how much each one weighs. Oh, I don't don't think that's pertinent to what we're doing here. Maybe go on and talk about your swimming. 200 and hang on i just have now i have to understand what packaging it comes in so i can all right so shipping weight one pound for 240 wafers now you're including cardboard box additional packing materials i'll get to work on this later because i gotta talk about me going to swim lessons yeah just write it so out when were... you figure out rambo three yeah. and what and who worked on it use that same chalkboard to figure out the weight of these uh satellite wafers i'll i'll just i'll flip it over so, you know, flip it to the next side. Right. And then when you come out yeah. to do your crazy uh, 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 Jim Cramer Freakonomics to us, you can just spin it. And... <laughs> um, okay. I got to close this window because I'm going to get lost down this way. Um, but, yeah, it was always early in the morning. And you would go to the pool. and How, er- uh, how early? How early were you getting nachos? <laughs> At five no, years no, no. old. That, that's what. That's what sucked. No, you didn't get nachos. It, this is swim lessons. Uh, so the pool's closed yet. It's like nine, eight, nine o'clock. In well, the what morning, the fuck do you like even that? go for if you can't get fucking nachos at the goddamn? To learn how to swim. I learned on my own. <laughs> I learned from Parkland. I mean, I I'm think I only... pretty much did too. I'm on the only one in my family who knows how to swim. So thank you. Really? Well, like really, like like. My dad and mom don't know. Oh. So we never alert. We never. We weren't rich squeezer. We couldn't afford swim lessons. 
I mean, you don't. You know, swim lessons at the public pool at Jefferson Street Playground. I don't think they cost a fortune. You'd have to, like, take your kids to a pool to need them to have swim lessons, and we weren't, <laughs> we weren't fucking going to any pools. So, well, you guys didn't have like a lot of like public pools, right? We had no public pools. Yeah, you had no like. They were all like neighborhood ones, right? Yeah, you had to join. They were cl- pool and, clubs, swim clubs. Oh, and you had yeah, to join. no, we didn't. I mean, you still had to pay like a fee, but because it was the township. Yeah, if you lived there, like, it was it like was, 18 bucks yeah. a year for your family. Yeah, it was like next to nothing. Right. Yeah. And we had one, two, th- four, four of them, I think. I yeah. Think. Jefferson Street, Hockey, Cementon. I think there's one more I'm missing. Yeah, South Whitehall Township. But, oh, Egypt. South Whitehall Township yeah, had too many hoity-toity uh, residents who had their own pools in their yard, so they didn't have public pools. Oh, I don't think there was any... There was one person, and I think all of Whitehall I knew that had a pool. And well, I was a psychopath, and he lived up the street from us, and he went off his roof and with with skis on and skied into his pool. That's pretty rad. Yeah. We uh we did not have a pool. We we lived in the white trash area, not the hoity toity area. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you white get trash little, slash farmer so, area. So ah uh, yes. Um, and uh, there was no, there was nothing open. You couldn't, you know, you went in and your mommy took you into the water and like she, yeah. You know, well, at five. I think my sister, I remember, she would go in. Well, we started early. Like, I would get these early. So when I was little, she went in with us. When I was, like, five, then they give you, like, the little uh, kickboard. Now they have all kinds of cool colors and stuff. But back then, they were always red or blue. Okay. And it was just those. They were, you would actually ask when, like, you got those, like, hey, can we get some of, like, the little floaty kickboards? And some of the lifeguards are like, fine. And they'd go in the back and bring them out. And then you use them to beat the shit out of each other with them. That was always fun, or you go off. Then they take it away when you try going off the diving board and like do like uh, skateboard moves with it. Cool. So you go running off the diving board and do tricks and try to like land on it, and they're like, yeah, "You're gonna get hurt." I'm like, "I'm in the water. How am I gonna get hurt?" But then you hold them down in the water and ask your buddy to come over, and then you let it go, and it launches up and smacks them in the bottom of the chin and uppercuts them. Always a uh, always a plus. Toasty. Whoop Um, but yeah, that was uh, and, you know, eventually I learned to swim. I I think I would have f- probably figured that out on my own. Um, yeah, my kids are doing it now too. They love it though. You know, it's we're in a swim neighborhood. I have a feeling it's going to be a thing of mine. Everyone swims around here. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, you're in Easton, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mace. I'm sorry, Mace. Yeah, God, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I insulted you like, like that. My God. Um, oh, boy. Start a fight. <laughs> but yes, uh, they. Uh, that's a big swim area. They all swim out there. Gonna have now to I have your, a... Gonna have to just like smoke and dig up your pool. That kills my... uh, smoke. You're gonna have to steal waters and fanny packs out of my... Uh... <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, because so, you won't have money uh, to afford anything else, so you have to put a pool in. Yeah, we have, we have enough public pools uh, in my neighborhood now too, and uh, all my neighbors have them, so I don't need one. Yeah, well, you're gonna need one now. Yeah. Like that. Nope, not gonna happen. 
But there was the, one. The That's first the time you laid house. when we saw it, and there wasn't one. There wasn't one here, so we said it's ours. The first time you lay in one of your neighbor's pool on like a on one of those rafts, and you got a cold beer in your hand, and it's nice and quiet, and you're just laying in the pool drinking your beer. You're gonna be like, "We need a pool." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's at least so I'm sitting there quietly relaxing. So it's at least 15 years from now. Whether it be 15 um, or, or 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 fucking tomorrow, you're gonna get drunk and start digging up the backyard that night. I don't need to want a pool to get drunk and start digging up the backyard. We call that Thursday around here. <laughs> what are you every Thursday you dig up your backyard for what? Why the fuck not? What are you? What are you gonna do though? You don't. You don't want your shovel getting uh... rusty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like running your RV. You know. You don't want yes. it just sitting there and you know the fuel goes bad in it. No, that, you, there's you, you, you an same thing with your RV. All right. Gotta stick that bitch in the ground. Any more on swimming? No. There it is. Clearly. My next pick. Where do they come from? Why are they here? Why clowns? You'll laugh your head off. Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, May 20th at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space came out. Uh. Um, so it came out in May, but it was on pay-per-view in late August, early September. And, um, my, uh, my grandmother was over and my, my, my dad's mom and dad were over and, um, it was weird. They used to smoke in the house. We used to have ashtrays around the house so they could smoke Ugh. in the house. Uh, so but my I, grandparents we, so there was, was these little pamphlets we used to get that would say what was the schedule for... Uh, request pay-per-view squeezer and i remember being like the two movies that were big on there uh and looking at the the guys and just saying like nonchalant and there was the first time i met charlie dent because charlie dent was doing door to doors okay oh wow so he was he's really young wait and he was running for like state something something in the state locally what year because he was our township commissioner I might have been. Charlie Dunn was a former congressman. He was born in 1960. So. He was a general assembly from 91 to, to 04. So I don't know who we, who he was working for, or what he was doing. But he was an aide to Congressman Donald Ritter. So maybe he was going door to door for him. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, came to the door, and my grandmother was like, Charlie! We always remember that. Charlie, it's me, Betty, from the polls! Because my grandma would um, uh, work at the polls, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, from, let's see, 99, 91. He was the House of Representatives in, in, the, in the state from 91 to 98. And from 99 to 2004, he was Pennsylvania senator, and he was a congressman from 05 to 2018. 
So, yeah. I remember when he got yelled at at my uh, Eagle Scout coronation. Why? Uh, from my Scout Master, because he, uh, he came up and like gave his little speech and like handed out like the plaque, and he said something like, "Man, you guys," because we were a big troop and we had a, everyone that pretty much went through got their eagle because it's just we were very active Mm -hmm. it was a fun place to be and he's like oh man you're like a factory we're just churning them out and my scoutmaster like grizzly old guy gets up to he's like it's not a factory these kids earn it blah blah i'm like oh shit yeah he was like fuck you that was cool to see Hmm. um but anyway, that so we're we're sitting there and I'm reading this thing and all of a sudden I just say for some reason, how about casual sex? <laughs> Cuz there's a movie done by Ivan Reitman's wife called Casual <laughs> Sex with a question mark. And it came out in this summer and it was on pay-per-view on the same time as Killer Clowns. Now, um we weren't allowed to watch Casual Sex, but my mom did make us Charlie, what is this? You just sent a photo to me. Oh, is this your own beef jerky? I think he's making beef jerky. He's in the... Oh, crap. I'm sending a voice message. <laughs> what is going on now? Uh, Rad Year's... Um, Rad Year's uh, uh, DM. I said he's, uh, he's live oh. streaming. Charlie here. Oh, I, I assume. Oh, yes, Charlie making Dent venison pictures of him. Making yes, medicine jerky. He sent Sue squeezers not on our Instagram, so you sent them to me. But you know, I appreciate them. Oh, yeah, I like jerky. Yeah, um, look good. But uh, anyway, so I just blurred out that, and I told that story to you earlier, and you you laughed. So I said I would say. So my mom made us watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I was deathly afraid that killer clowns we watched it a few times and killer clowns were going to come that like at at night i had trouble going to sleep because i was worried killer clowns were going to come down the street and put me in a cotton candy cocoon and kill me (laughs) i was six so of course i was afraid of this uh but uh then when i met enchantress early on she said that she liked the movie killer clowns i was like that movie terrified me i don't want to watch it again and she's, mm-hmm. uh, I called my mom, and it was I don't really call my mom often. I'm like, do you, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. She's like, ah, it's one of my favorite movies. I'm like, I'm aware. She's like, do you want to borrow? I just got it on Blu-ray, like special edition. Do you want to borrow? But then I rewatched it, and at the age of thirty something, I was able to appreciate it and not get. I'm still a little scared of it, but no, I, I, I was like, oh, this is fucking hysterical, and it means a lot to me because it was, I, it was like a movie that fucking terrified me as a kid so you know it, it held a big place in my youth killer comes from outer space and then like a lot of people never fucking heard of the movie wait really i thought it was like a get like an understood like i mean i haven't uh, seen it since i was probably an understood what like like that it existed like everyone's heard this movie even Not if you haven't really. seen it, you know. Now okay. it's more popular, but like back in 1988 and like grow like growing up, I'd be like, Killer Comes from Outer Space and no one fucking knew it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I saw it for the first time with our mutual friend, Adrian. That, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you watched it being such a scary I guy. was, 
I was terrified, but I didn't want to, you know, look like a wimp in front of him. <laughs> now it's funny. Like the clowns are are silly, and it's funny. Yeah, I get it. And like they're they yeah. being goofy. Like like they're the guy looks out the window, and they're down there with a trampoline, and they all fire hats on. It's funny. Yeah. And so they're uh, the trailer just got released for the video game made by the same guys of the Friday the Thirteenth game. So I guess it's kind of the same thing, the melee, where like you play a certain amount of characters and. One's a clown, or you're all a clown, and one's a person. And, okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, that looks fun. Uh, and now I, you know, I kind of have a bunch some killer clown shit, and I like it. Uh, I do enjoy it. But back in the day, it did scare the living shit out of me. You could watch it for free. Oh, and Enchantress did get me over Music Fest. The uh, Waxworks Killer Clowns from Outer Space vinyl album, cotton candy colored soundtrack, because I do love the score. And um, you can watch the movie for free on YouTube right now. I sent the link to Kale the other night to watch it, and he yeah. started watching. Um, we're trying to widen our mind, Squeezer, not just our bods. Ah. By drinking a lot of beer. That's how you widen your body. <laughs> you widen your mind, though, with, with it's consuming media, not playing video games for six hours. Right, Kale? Yes. Free your mind. Free your and mind. And the rest will follow. And the rest will follow. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Squeezer, your third pick. You are about to see is based on a real case. The names and faces have been changed to protect the innocent. Even though I was good in my school play, Henry gave me a bad review. I know why and so does he. So I'm taking him to kids' court. Why she said that? I caught it just like I saw it, and she stunk. Got a beef? Need to sound off. Want a fair shake? Bring your case to Nickelodeon's Kids Court. Kids are judge and jury, and kids give the verdicts. It's the first court where kids rule. Now, here's your host, Paul Provenza. Welcome to Nickelodeon's Kids Court, where you send us the cases, we act them out, look at both sides, and then we vote on who's guilty and what their sentence should be. Kind of harsh for kids. What their yeah, sentence huh, should man, be. It's like they hired that guy to do a voiceover for me. <laughs> um, ask hey, I'm court. here with Kids Court on Nickelodeon. We got kids in here that tell us their stories and we tell them what the sentences should be. All right, what's first up? <laughs> okay, great. Um... That was all right. Can you just give me one more, just a little more over the top? Uh, oh yeah, a yeah, lot of energy on. coming yeah. in oh, yeah. no. and yeah. uh, some oh, yeah. pomp and circumstance, and really make the make it make it pop. Yep, here we go. Hey, welcome to Kids Court, where kids come and tell us what they want to talk about in court. We're gonna tell you what your verdict is and what your your sentence is. All right, who's first up? Is that better? You want me to tone I'm it down? Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a seventy year old man to <laughs> He had the best call tonight. He fucking Zambelli. Bryce Harper, you are the man. I was like, oh <laughs> fuck. He's just the pro's pro. We're calling a game. Uh yeah. I it took me a week to get dog shit that I flushed down the drain and in five minutes I had gold. After I remember to record it again. <laughs> uh, as <laughs> sits down in front of Mike chewing a bagel, starts reading it, stops, picks some of the bagel off the windscreen off the mic, swallows, does a read, boom, that's our take. It worked. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but Kids Court, and I, I'm not shitting on uh, Paul Pro- Provenza. I am. Um, Fuck that guy. Uh, what did he do? What else did he do? He, he uh, was on Empty Nest, Northern Exposure. Uh, oh, he was an improv guy yeah. and went to UPenn. Uh. Oh, so he's like an intellectual funny guy, I guess. I guess that's why he was hosting Kids Court. Probably. I and mean, he's got a bunch of pod. He's got a lot of podcasts. Look at him. Oh, he was on podcast. Oh, he was with Mark Marin in 2010. We've been on podcast, Squeezer. That's true. We have been on podcasts. We're on one right um, now, some could say. Yeah. And now he writes books. Look at you, Mr. Bookman. Um, but back in uh, 1988, uh, and for a brief uh, stint into 89, he... Uh, was the presenter the not the judge because the kids are the judge uh on uh, kids court which was part of nickelodeon's uh cable in the classroom uh which was an attempt uh for them to uh have the government back off a bit they really didn't give a shit about teaching us anything um but i didn't realize because i remember watching this in school you know, like, well into, you know, the mid-90s or whatever like that. You know, like, uh, Cable in the Classroom ran until, like, 2014 or something, I think, officially. Oh. Um, but Kids Court, I didn't realize, there's only 26 episodes ever shot. Um, and it ran from uh, 88 into 89. And it was, uh, they have kids come on to have, like, a dispute and then they'd have uh, sometimes a professional or a lawyer-type-looking kind of person um, come in and, like, give their perspective halfway through. And then the kids would vote uh, as to who the guilty party is or what, what isn't, you know, whatever. They get to pick their winner. And there is only one fair way to do it, and it seems to be you know how society is built now, which is they had VU meters, like fancy audio meters, and whoever yelled the loudest for that said person mm. uh, won. Mm. Yeah, that's how it was decided. Kind of like a quarter. It's kind of like uh, social media now. It was ahead of its time. Uh, and I, it was more like a... So I went and I watched an episode. I'm like, is they really... There's no like real like legal argument per se. But okay. the, I guess the idea was... And it's kind of smart. Was, was to get kids to just was, was. do like basic critical thinking. Okay. Which is kind of mind-blowing. And dare I say groundbreaking in 2022. I'm not, you know, trying to shit all over everyone, but yeah, fuck them. Um, yeah, so, like, they would just put a mic in front of a kid and say, well, what do you think? And, like, make them, you know, not just come up with a position, but defend it and have a reason why they, they feel that way. And, oh, it's... At first, I'm like, how is this? I, I hadn't watched it in probably, like, 25 years, more than that. 
Um, I'm like, how did this show really work? And it actually was kind of interesting to watch a bunch of kids sitting uncomfortably in polos and khakis because their parents made them dress up for it. Uh, talk to uh, Paul Provenza uh, about, you know, how they uh, perceive said case. Mm. And I thought, too, like it was going to be like, oh, they're in a cram like four of these in. No, they drag it out. It's a half hour show with uh, two kids. And they talk to pretty much everyone in the audience. There's little like uh, trivia questions coming out of commercials, which I think all shows should have nowadays. Sure. Um, you know, no matter what you're watching, like if you're watching like you know like a, a Law and Order, you're watching uh, I don't know what's the name of one of those TV shows people watch. Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger, yeah, you're watching Stranger Things. They go to a commercial, which they don't do yet. Um, but when it comes back, you're like, hey, what? Is Dustin's favorite uh, food? Yeah, and you wait. You pizza. Get the question. It is pizza. Three Musketeers. Oh, uh, maybe. But yeah, he's eating pizza. He tries to give Nancy the last, the first, last slice in season one. In season two, he gets in, all in on the Three Musketeers. Ugh, that's gross. Nougat. That's how he gets Ugh. start to like him. Nougat. Yeah. But still, Three Musketeers. I, I mean, I would if I was trying to fight a demon, I would give it a Three Musketeers too. Such hate. Fuck, they suck. All right, where are we? Anywho, at? that's Kids Court. All right, here's my uh, pick. From the hit movie, The Real Ghostbusters. Together, Saturday, this fall on ABC. I'm afraid of no ghosts. I think you better call. So, uh, in 1988, uh, it was the one year, the only year, my brother and I were allowed to have uh, friends over for our birthdays. <laughs> Chris, so I don't remember much of Chris's because they tried to keep me away from it. So Chris had a good time, but he had a pen- he had a pencil cake. So I don't know if the theme was pencils, but that would make sense for my brother. <laughs> um, so I was coming from kindergarten to first grade, so I actually had friends for the first time in my life. Aww, uh, and one of them. Tara, uh, I'm still friends with to this day. She through um, her husband works with us through he worked with the Phantoms and now he's with Music Fest, Nick. So I still and he met my dad and he's like, yeah, uh, my wife and Ryan went to uh, school together. I'm like, yeah, dad, that was Tara. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> he's not, I didn't know that. That's the the daughter look exactly like their father. <laughs> that was his input today and i was like well no don't worry girls everyone told me i look just like him growing up and uh i turned out fine <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the lady says say i look like uh bobby kennedy and he does it's creepy yeah um so uh, this party i remember i remember carrying around i have like vivid memories of it like f- like flashes where i could probably 
like tell you how many blades of grass are in the ground and like what stone I was standing on, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have that shining. <laughs> we can't publicly uh, PC say it on the show what you say. What, what you really are? Yeah. <laughs> so I was carrying around. I got my Roger. It was after we saw Roger Rabbit and I was obsessed with Roger Rabbit. So I was carrying around my Roger Rabbit doll everywhere. But it was a Ghostbusters themed party. Um. And it was in the middle of one of the worst droughts in the last 40 years. So naturally, we had water balloons that we, (laughs) my mom had Ghostbuster stickers on the chimney, and we threw water balloons at the targets for for like little, you know, like those gift bags, like little candies and and shit. Yeah. My mom made a Ghostbusters don't ghost cake. Nice. Uh, Presents, of course. And then we all went, it was a swimming party. So we had one of those 18-inch swimming pools that you kind of have to hold up. You know, the, in the first season of Stranger Things, when they make the, uh, um, they go into school and they, they make the, the tank for her to be in, the, the yeah. sensory deprivation tank. Yep. That pool they're filling up, well, that same exact type of pool, but like put Sesame Street characters on the outside was the pool we had. Aww. It was like eight, 18 inches high or whatever. But you had to like hold up the sides while you filled it up with water till the water could hold up the sides on their own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it had like a plastic liner floor. And that was, so we all went swimming. Um, and it was a pool. That was my pool party. That was the first and only time I was allowed to have friends over. And it's crazy that I'm still friends with one of those people who were there. At my, that is crazy. At my sixth birthday party back in 1988. Yes. I just saw her over Music Fest. She stopped by to see Camp SEN. Oh, cool. Yes. And uh, and her husband, Nick, stopped by a few times. Um, He was there mainly for Andy Got Fired Day to see us break the pinata. Ah. But we never got to, so. I'll get there. Oh, let me guess. A little take a taco. What? What do you mean, little take a taco? It's what he really stopped by for. Oh, yeah. No, Nick? No. Nick used to be a bartender at, at uh, Rookies. Oh, and wow. Yeah, he was really good. Rookies was the, Rookies was the bar I missed the most uh, in the Valley. Yeah. That place was the fucking Spent shit. a lot of time. Even before I could, like, Yeah, me too. Drink. Yeah. That's where we went th- in high school, because it was wing night. Wing night, and that's where we always went on Sundays to watch the Vikings. Yeah, because they had the little TV, so you could put whatever game, your booth. whatever you wanted you, on. And you could put the NFL, whatever NFL game you wanted. So we put the Vikings on. Oh, we Well, we would, because it was always games on the other TVs and all over the place, so we would just put the Simpsons on. Mm, we went on Sundays to watch the Vikings. On wing night, we'd put Raw on. Yeah. Because it was usually, it was Monday nights, right? Oh, uh, no, no, it was Tuesdays. Tuesdays, okay. We'd go on Mondays and put Raw on. Such fucking rebels. Yeah, no. I never Kutztown, ate. At, I never ate wings, so I I did. I just went for the wing night. I usually got the like buffalo chicken tenders, <laughs> which the, are wings. <laughs> well, no, which I don't like eating meat off a bone. Actually, but their curly fries were fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh God, miss miss me some rookies. All right, yeah. um, Squeezer, your next pick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel them. You said there'd be fudgicles, Bart. Where's the fudgicles? First, it's fudge sickle, and I know they're up here. I just need a better foothold. 
First of all, yeah, I tried to tell you tonight. First of all, it's fudge sickle. <laughs> Foothold. Uh, <clears throat> anywho, back in, I mean, both my parents worked. And so we would uh, end up staying with my grandparents. Pretty much those were our summers. Like, drop us off and uh, we'd spend the afternoon with them. And then. Did you find a gun in the freezer instead? We did multiple guns. (laughs) No, no. My grandfather kept it in a brown paper bag in the top shelf of the coat closet. My grandfather gave Um, me mine on my ninth birthday. (laughs) It was a 22 (laughs) rifle, but it was still my first gun. Um, oh. still have it. Nice. It's not my brother's. I, I technically don't have it, but. Hmm. Um, but it, while we were there, we would, there, there wasn't so much to do. Like we, if we're at my dad's parents, like we would, like our thing was like, we'd build little card houses and like big ones and then, you know, shoot them down with rubber bands. Or I would bring, bust out my dad's old, like army men or little like cowboys and stuff like that and play with all his old toys or we'd watch christmas vacation maybe wasn't not that we like the best five. part of going to your grandparents playing with your dad's old toys like your parents oh, old toys yeah. yeah oh yeah it was awesome um so we play with his old toys christmas vacation wasn't out yet but eventually when it was and we would watch that um or as we got older too and we went to disney we would watch the tape of us at uh, disney uh, and then we, we would eat, and there was something about the food there just tasted different. Um, and with bo- both my mom's parents, but like for my dad's parents, it was always um, uh, fudgicles. That was our go-to. And I know it's pronounced. It's it's not. Look. First of all, it's here, fudgesicle. It's 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 a fudgicle. Okay. How comes we can change the nomenclature? Is that, if that's even the word, but it sounds like I'm right. Um, I'll go with it. Or, or taxonomy or whatever the hell you want to call taxonomy, it. Like you can just sure. change words Lexicon. and make up words. And everything you know, language evolves over time. Like like Latin becomes other things. Why can't we just agree now? It's fudgical now. It's not a fudgesicle. That's what hoity-toity people call it with their pinky up in the air mm-hmm. while having a fudge-sickle. No, I'm having a fudgicle. They're called fudgicles. I, I mean, I knew there would be a hill you would eventually die on, but I did not know it would be this one. Oh, this is, this is going to be the one. <laughs> it's going to be like a runny, sticky, melty pile of uh, what looks like poop. Um, oh, they were delicious. They were so good. I haven't had one in a while. They would get them from the Schwan man. Um, but so there was that. And then the other go-to was they loved some cold cuts. Um, there was always the, the the deli drawer in their fridge would be so heavy because they would just go and buy pounds and pounds of processed deli meat. Oh, man, and that's it, how you live life. Oh, it was great. And they would get... They'd get the um, uh, Cooper Sharp sliced razor thin where they would have had to done it with a damn laser. <laughs> and um, it all sticks together. That's the worst part of it. Oh, yeah. But but if you get it right, you got to get that butter knife in there and just slightly yeah. serrate it very yeah. carefully to get that off. And it just melts in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the garlic just melts in the pan. 
Uh, and then uh, various forms of salami. Okay. Um, both I'm hard starting to get why you are the way so you are hard. today. Yes. Um, Lebanon bologna. That was always there. Oh, yeah. that Me too, growing up with Lebanon bologna for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then various cooked hams. Uh, but none of that, like, nothing like a, a fresh, not necessarily ham is fresh, but, like, no, like. Nothing in there is fresh. It's all no, no, salted no. to death. <laughs> but, like, there's no, like, bone in or, like, ham hock that's been, like, you know, like, smoked and salted and seasoned, like, kind of. No, it was, like, the pro- like the ground up, basically a a rectangular slab of hot dog. Like, right. that kind of, like. Well, I, I saw cooked. a meme earlier in the year that says, is bologna just open-faced hot dog? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, and there was bologna. So there, there is uh, the cooked ham. Right, we grew bologna. up on bologna. Um, but Oscar Mayer bologna, for fuck's oh. sake. Oh, no. It was story. We went to Coaches, Coaches, whatever the hell they want to call it. Got all their stuff there. Uh, white bread, of course. And then um, they had Miracle Whip in their house. Miracle Whip. Whip. And that would be a sandwich. And I don't mean like, oh, you're going to have cheese and bologna. No, no. All of those meats made it into that sandwich every time. And it was uh, an orgy of salt and flavor. It was just... God, it was amazing. Mm. I can taste it right now. I don't know what it tastes like. But it tasted like something. There was a lot going on in that sandwich. Uh, like you would just bite through the bread, and it, your your teeth would sink in real quick because it's just soft white bread. But then you had to like dig through the meat, and it was no different than like eating cutting through a steak because <laughs> there's just so much processed meat slabbed on that sandwich. And oh god, it was good. It was good. Oh, and then you'd have some. Uh, Couple pickles, and uh, there'd always be a bag of chips. Oh, and a bag of uh, uh, bugles. There were always bugles there because there was enough salt in the sandwich, so you'd have bugles on top of it. Well, yeah. Uh, then we go to my mom's parents, and you know, there. I don't. I'm not going to linger on this too much longer. But you talk about the old toys, and he, you know, he had an old television, uh, and all his cool shit that he got from Sony back in the day so he'd play with that and also like thousands of pirated movies um, so that was a cool hang and then yeah my old my parents my mom and my uncle's old toys like they had these little cars like before power wheels like you pedaled them but it was like a car or a tractor mm-hmm. and then like you had like pop guns like the single action Winchester style like you ratchet it jam the barrel in the ground to get some dirt in it, pull the trigger, and blam! You know? That was a good time. But we would go out back, and they had a pear tree and an apricot tree, and we would pick fresh fresh fruit and eat it out there on the deck. My grandma had a blueberry bush. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have three, but I'm not having any luck with them right now. Uh, I gotta, I gotta treat blueberries. myself. All right. Um, let's... Oh, and then after we eat the fresh fruit, we go inside, eat a microwave box of french fries and an entire bag of little mini chocolate bars that were in the crisper. <laughs> As you do. Oh, they were also the people that would go the way they take the Arby's coupon and get the five for five or whatever and they had them? and then and then freeze them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Greetings, TV viewers, VCR owners, couch potatoes. Would you rather rent Short Circuit 2 starring me, America's most electric leading man, with comedy? Percy, I'm home! Action? And sci-fi outer space adventure? To the moon, Alice! Or this generic video cassette featuring test patterns and snow? Bad human! Most humans prefer Short Circuit 2, now on video cassette. Got that, bozo? That was not Tim Blaney, the voice of Johnny Five in the movie. That was a bad look sound alike. But it was the actual <laughs> Johnny Five robot in the commercial. So this uh, movie is one of my favorites of all time. And my dad and I went to see it. Um, it had Michael McKeon in it. It, uh, it was a funny, funny movie. It was very different because we are both fans of the for first Short Circuit. But that movie was much more serious. And that movie, Ben Javari, who was uh, uh, Newton's, uh, played by, uh, what's his name, from Police Academy. Who's the main star of Police Academy? Oh, uh, 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 the guy with the, from the, with the hair. Ah, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Me. I can't think it's of it. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. So Steve, Steve Gutenberg's assistant. Hard. But in this I movie, physically had to like throw it out of my mouth. <laughs> a Benjamin Javari is an Indian man who starts his own business selling toy versions of Johnny Number 5. Number 5. Uh, and he meets uh, a, a woman from a department store, finds one, and wants to buy a 1,000 from him. And Fred Ritter selling uh, fake Rolexes on the street uh, bargains the deal and gets the place for them to... Uh, make the toys but the place they got squeezer was being used by a couple of crooks and oscar to dig under a bank with this really weird computer simulation and um steal these diamonds that are being stored there uh and they realized they could use uh, johnny number five to do their digging for them and then uh, after they do it and he's like you are stealing they you know tried to destroy me he goes no disassemble johnny five uh, and then he goes to the Radio Shack, and 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 uh, Fred, who you think's a bad guy, uh, the con man who tried to sell him, is actually a good guy, and he helps him. He tears up his silk shirt to help him. His battery acid is bleeding uh, to repair him, and then he gets revenge as like an angry Johnny Five, and they play. I'll be a hero. Which actually played a Japanese version at the end of Bullet Train. I was like, oh, come on. That can only be at the end of two movies. Who's Harry Crumb and Short Circuit 2? <laughs> and he's revived with the defibrillator. And following everything, he's fully repaired. And he's a celebrity. And he's officially, uh, he takes, him and Ben both take their oath of allegiance to become United States citizens. Uh, and Johnny's gold-plated, and he says, I feel alive. But uh, the funny thing is, uh, Ben Javeri, the Indian man, who... So let me just read you this this from Aziz Ansari, who wrote this. Uh, if you heard his stand-up, he talks about his stand-up, but he first wrote about it in um, an essay he wrote in the New York Times. He said, The first time I saw an Indian character in an American movie was Short Circuit 2, a 1988 film which... A humanized robot named Johnny Five goes to New York and bonds with an Indian scientist named Benjamin Javari. Seeing an Indian character in a lead role had a powerful effect on me. 
but it was only as I got older that I realized what an anomaly it was. I rarely saw any Indians on TV or film except for brief appearances as a cab driver or convenience store worker, literally servicing white characters who were off to more interesting adventures. This made Short Circuit 2 special. An Indian lead character with Caucasian love interests in the 1980s? What's going on here? A bold foray in diversity far ahead of its time. <laughs> Not exactly. He says, one day in college, I decided to go on a television and film website, IMDb, to see what happened to the Indian actor from Short Circuit 2. Turns out the Indian guy was a white guy. It was played by Fisher Stevens, <laughs> uh, a Caucasian actor in brownface. Rather than cast an Indian actor, the filmmaker said Mr. Stevens sit in every morning in a makeup chair and get painted in Indian color before, that's, I'm still uh. reading his article, before going on set and doing his Indian voice. Uh, I'm, we're similar in age to Aziz, uh, so he probably saw it at the same time. And yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't realize until I saw Mario Brothers that it was the same actor. But he's <laughs> one of the Koopa goons. Minister Johnny Five, you cannot. <laughs> I'm just doing an impression, squeezer of that impression. You cannot go out in the city, it's very dangerous. <laughs> but he's right, Aziz said it. They do portray. Uh, it is problematic, but that's not to say we can't watch the movie. Squeezer. Mm -hmm. It's just to say we learn from our mistakes. And now yeah. if we were to make Short Circuit 2, we would cast an Indian man. Yeah. To like when I when I eventually make my Brave Star movie, I'm going to cast an Indian man. A Native American, Squeezer. Indigenous American. Sure, whatever. Uh, but yes, Short Circuit 2. I fucking love that movie. I, I just watched it last night and I'm just like, God damn. No disassemble. Aww. Input. I am alive. Good movie. I'll be a hero. Yeah, I go to that part of the movie. I have it right here queued up. Oh, I love one of my favorite parts is they're in, um, they're stuck in, uh, um, the Chinese gross the Chinese uh, uh, food. You need but to open the door. A Chinese restaurant refrigerator. Hold on, they're playing music to get her out of the. I don't know how he's playing music on his calculator. Wait a minute, they screwed up. Like, look. Duwa's Chinese restaurant and deli. There's the address right there. We know where we are. What to whom are we to tell this earthquaking news? Wow. Yeah. Doesn't help us. It's actually worse than I remember. Oh but I'm feeling so sad. This is her sitting in her. Her, her apartment playing her guitar a little bit of business she was trying to show off. yes yes I, I think she will understand she's very knowledgeable they're using like a, a circuit finder on top of the calculator she an machine? as like or, yes, as yes. to tap into the phone Hello, line and somehow this calculator recording. creates a dial tone as as turn, but please wait for beeping beep beep yes right first one help me run help help me run So you, th and that worked. Apparently, she figured out the clues, and then Johnny's like falling apart here. Sad music. 
and they're really showing a diehard battery. And it uses chalk to write. First, get soldering iron. Iron, iron, iron. Thank you. This is it, right? No. No, that's not it. And then he fixes them, and then Johnny Five wants revenge. Here's the music scene I was looking for. Oscar. Oscar. So nice. It's not. Bad guy. Oh, yeah? Watch this. Rats can't lock on frequency. Okay, Oscar. I'll pass you off at the head. Hey, tough guy. He will run out of power and he will die. He's leaking. There it is. Man, this song hit so hard back then. This is in this band of this movie and Who's Harry Crumb? I think the year before or after this. He has a little mohawk he made out of like electric components. Uh, I just had to play that for my own, my own good. Oh, I'm media. fine with that. It's yeah. epic. All right, here is uh, your next pick, your last pick. Whoa! At Play School, we know the most creative fun is the kind you build yourself. So we make Pipeworks to build with, play on, and ride in. Play Pipeworks, Play School Pipeworks. Play School's Pipeworks has the special click lock system, so it holds together. Play. Playschool Pipeworks, big sturdy pieces that click together, lock in place, and won't come apart without a Pipeworks wrench. Playschool Pipeworks, Playschool Pipeworks. I can build a new toy every day. Playschool Pipeworks. You rich little son of a bitch with your Playschool Pipeworks. <clears throat> what? We got these from Kitty City too. Yeah, but this was this is a big ticket item that wasn't coming in the Kelly household. Ah. Uh. Sorry. That's okay. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I actually got him at Christmas. Um, but it instantly, it very quickly became, it was an outdoor toy. Um, there was a, a trunk, like a steamer trunk, like an old timey, like on a, on a train steamer trunk that we kept in the garage that I think my mom got at like a yard sale and intended for my dad to refinish. Um, that quickly became my pipework box. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was, they kind of grew. They were big in, uh, the, the mid eighties or so. And then I think it was 88 is 87, 88 is when they sent the last set out. So at that point they were kind of on the, uh, play schools like back burner. Okay. And, and so I'm guessing that's why I got them when I did. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were probably cheaper and they got them at Kitty uh, City as well. So that makes sense. But uh, I, I, I've talked before about how amazing these are. And it, it, the creativity, it's like Legos, but like you can, you can drive them. They're drivable Legos. 
you know, or more like connects, more like drywall connects, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came with a, like an instruction book about stuff to build, but you can use your imagination and go crazy. I built my own little lemonade stand or a box to put my sister in. Um, <laughs> there was wagons. You could build cars. I tried building a motorcycle once. That didn't go so well. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. It came with like I think the best thing about it was it came with a tool, and not like a best kind thing of for tools you that you and I work with, but like a tool that's useful. Hmm. And um, yeah, thanks. Um, if you're listening to this, guys, not you, uh, Ian, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> like there was a gray wrench that had little nubs on each end and what happened was you'd click that into uh the, the pipes had little holes in it and the connecting pieces had these little spring-loaded nubs um on the inside and they would click in place you put the little wrench on it pushes those in and it easily pulls apart okay uh it's kind of like a go-to uh, the same kind of mechanism that is in like you know, like those pop up tents, you know that kind of thing, but just plastic. Um, but like having that tool made all the difference in the world, and they they made newer ones that didn't require a tool, like a different kind of style. It, it build like forts with it and stuff, and uh, like it, it having the tool made it special. Cause it cause, like my dad had tools. So I'm building something, and, like, you had that wrench on you. You had it in your pocket. You never knew, like, oh, that didn't work, so you pop that off and then move that piece here. It was a Oh, these were so much fun. I absolutely adore Pipeworks. I don't know why. I emailed PlaySchool a while back. Uh, I might have been intoxicated, so I don't know how coherent the email was. But I'm like, why aren't you making Pipeworks? Mm-hmm. Tell me the history of Pipeworks. <laughs> Will there be more Pipeworks? Do you Can not I like have me? Some pipeworks? Are we friends? Do you not? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it'd probably be expensive as hell now, but I'm sure they come with something that's. They'd argue that they have better toys out there now, but they were durable too. It was like legit thick PVC. Not that flimsy crap that you can get to like build like a little like uh, tent for it, like my kids have that are gonna they break all the time. Right. No, nah, this shit was durable. Okay. And you, you can you can sit on it. Uh, maybe that's the thing now. Kids are too fat now; they can't sit on the little plastic thing. That is true. I can true. sit as a fat. Yeah. So it's we're gonna have to make it out of like aluminum. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, move on to. Uh, my last pick, Squeezer. Before we send you insult any more fat kids. What? I'm a fat. I'm allowed to. I get a pass. Speaking of fat kids, <laughs> big news: McDonald's supersize cups now feature the stars of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm a coon. At McDonald's for a limited engagement, appearing on three different supersized Coca-Cola cups, the stars of the new movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Good time, great taste, supersize makes in my place, the good time, great taste of McDonald's. See what I did there? I brought a special guest to talk about his McDonald's uh, 
um, Super Size Meal Squeezer. Oh, no. It's a Dirty Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I wasn't sure if you're going to have me on the show tonight. I'm so excited to be on it. Quite frankly, I would make sure when Jessica got this mail that she didn't take a major shit afterwards. Is <laughs> this Roger? Well, you can't do cartoon anal and get a little butt on the helmet, if you know what I mean. Uh, oh, wow. I That devolved even quicker than I thought. It still works that way. And if you're getting the super size, Jessica, it better be Diet Coke. I'm not going to show you with uh, RK Maroon anymore if you gain 300 pounds. It's kind of an asshole tonight. <laughs> I don't know why he's on the megaphone. Hey, Roger, just get on the get on Zoom with us. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me guess. The cat was looking at you like, what the fuck? She didn't get the bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have Jessica eat enough McDonald's Roger Rabbit meal so her giant cartoon titties stay big and she rubs them in my face. One time, I let Jessica eat my furry asshole <laughs> while baby Herman sat in the corner and masturbated his baby cock. <laughs> He's so naughty, Squeezer. He's so crass. Right. Anyway, I just wanted to stop in and tell you about my meal, Squeezer. You got a super-sized fry, a giant fucking cheeseburger, and a huge gallon of drink in a Roger Rabbit plastic collectible cup. Who wouldn't want that? Even Dutch Droom would have put that in dip. <laughs> the only dip he'd put that in is barbecue sauce. Oh, that was a good one, Roger. Thank you. <laughs> Now let me go back to talking about Jessica stuffing a carrot up my furry asshole when we have sex and she smothers me with her giant cartoon breasts. I <laughs> 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 Alright, I gotta go, everybody. Thanks for having me on your show. I haven't had work since the Chippendale movie. You should get a fucking OnlyFans, Roger. You and Jessica, I'd pay for that. We're on Chatterbait Saturday nights at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I have her poured dip on my furry rabbit balls. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Okay, that's enough, Roger. I'd do an impression. <laughs> we just lost all our audience who hates me. Most of them. <laughs> At least you waited to the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got on that. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, that's it. Epitaph. Yeah, we're done. We'll be back next. If you hate this in my impressions, email me at squeezer at radyears.com. Hey. I mean, RK at radyears.com. That's it, squeezer. When summer's narrowing down, uh huh. Do you, next week, do you want to do 
back to school shopping or do you want to do another summer show? Hmm. We'll think we'll pick one and we'll get we'll do it. So yeah. it'll either be our last summer show and we'll say back to school shopping for the next week or we'll we'll do that. I'll do one more summer show because I'm not ready for summer to end. All right, one more summer. We'll do a summer show next week. We'll do summer of like '99. What? How does that sound? Yeah, yeah, because it's like, yeah, yeah. late one. Summer I like of '99. Summer '99. And then uh, we'll do back to school shopping, and then we'll start some fall shows before we get into Halloween season. But we will continue being back every week with more Rad Years podcast. Uh, we gave you a lot of show tonight, almost. Uh, uh, two hour, hour 52. Uh, All of it gold. Very little of it gold, but there's at least five minutes of me being very crass and a very poor Roger Rabbit impression. So that's always. Oh, that was you? I mean, no, that was Roger Rabbit himself. Oh. I mean, wow. listen, go on Chatterbait Saturday nights at two in the morning to watch Jessica pour dip on his furry rabbit balls. Uh. I mean. I, I know you already set a reminder. Rule 35 states that if it does not exist, you must create it. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week with more Summer Ratty, our last summer show. of ah. the Even though summer is not technically over, we're done with it. it, it once Labor Day starts, social summer is over, Squeezer. Yeah. It's Memorial Day to Labor Day, everybody. Uh, thanks for <sighs> listening. I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. See you, everybody. <laughs>